This is the old Trailblazer broadcast coming to you once again from our studios here, here at the First Baptist Church of Algiers. This is Pastor Albert Pendarver speaking, the old Trailblazer coming out once again, riding old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. Someone spoke to me this morning here in the bookstore, and they said, old Trailblazer, don't give up. Keep on blazing the trail, blazing the trail to the hearts of sinners. And I said, well, that's what we're doing by the grace of God. But this is the old Trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarver. And bringing you another study from God's Word. We're looking at a study in the, in the Antichrist Bible or the RSV Bible and all of the perversions and the, how they've whittled it to pieces and, and cut it down to where it's uh, just, just a trick of Satan. The basic idea in the minds of those modernistic translators in eliminating the name Jehovah altogether from the Revised Standard Version. Now, that was their, that was their uh, basic idea of doing Jehovah. Jehovah, that name, they connect the name Jehovah with the Dark Ages and relegate it to the brush heap of superstition. When they do, they reject the covenant of God because the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Lord Jesus Christ of the New Testament. And Jehovah is the name of our covenant God. Let's take up at this time some of the names or titles of God found in the Old Testament. I believe it will be an interesting study. I wish you would. Uh, lay down everything you have there. If you up early in the morning, sometimes this broadcast comes on in your pots and pans and getting breakfast ready. Well, just take a few moments and listen to the old trailblazer. Well, if you're maybe you're out there on the 18 wheeler, well, just pull off over there at the next rest stop and and uh, take a few break there and listen to the old trailblazer. But let's look at some of the names and the titles of our blessed Lord Jehovah God found there in the Old Testament. Remember. A name in the Old Testament was indicative of a person's character. It stood for some characteristic of that individual. So the names of God in the Old Testament revealed his work and character. The first name of God in the Bible that I want to call your attention to is the Hebrew word Elohim, which means God, a uniplural noun suggesting the Trinity. Oh, how the scoffers uh, uh, deny the Trinity. This is definitely expressed in Deuteronomy 6.4, where we find, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. The word one here means the Hebrew, many in one. This is expressed in Genesis 1.26, in which we find these words. When God said, Let us make man in our image, we are told that the word Elohim God is used 2,570 times in the Bible. And if you'll study closely the first chapter of Genesis, you'll note that it's used there 32 times. Elohim is God's creative name, title, which means mighty, omnipotent, the strong one, the creator, the sovereign one. And uh, so we see there that how many times that one word is used in, in, the, in the book of Genesis. The second name in the Old Testament applied to God is El Shaddai, which is translated in Genesis 17:1, Almighty God. The literal meaning of this expression is the breast of God, or the all-nourishing God, the breasted God, or the all-sufficient God, the all-supplying God, the all-satisfying God. This name represents him as the covenant-keeping God and speaks of redemption. Thirdly, he is spoken of as Jehovah, and the Hebrew word is Yahweh. As Jehovah, he is our covenant God. 
the one who appears in human form as our Redeemer, the one who was to be tabernacled among men. Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jehovah Jesus of the New Testament, and the name Jehovah speaks of the person, the work, the history, the glory, and the nature of Christ. In the Old Testament, there are some 200 titles for Christ, but the name Jehovah, listen, he is the self-revealing one in covenant relationship with his people. In other words, Jehovah is the Christ Messiah, the anointed one, the sinner's substitute. He is the great I am, the everlasting God, Jehovah. The person and work of Jehovah as a covenant God to his people are set forth in compound names throughout the Old Testament. These, these compound names reveal the character of our covenant God in meeting the needs of his people. The first of these compound names that I want to call your attention to is Jehovah Jireh. We find that in Genesis chapter 22, which means Jehovah our provider. Just like Abraham and Isaac, his son, were walking up the side of Mount Moriah there to the place of sacrifice. You know that story. You know where the Lord sent Abraham up there to sacrifice his son. And Abraham was told to offer Isaac there. Isaac said, Father, Father, here's the wood and here's the fire, but where is the offering? And Abraham replied in these words, Jehovah will provide himself an offering. They reached the place of sacrifice. The altar was built. The wood laid in order. Isaac was bound and laid on the altar. But when Abraham took the knife to slay his son, the angel of God held that arm. Then Abraham looked and saw a ram caught by the horns in the thicket. The cords that bound Isaac were cut. The ram was bound on the altar as a substitute and died in Isaac's place. Isaac saw the day of Christ. Abraham named that altar Jehovah-Jireh, God will provide. Here we see a double type. First, God shows that Christ is a lamb provided for the deliverance of Isaac through the provision of a substitute. My friend, this, the old trailblazer, could I just ask you, do you have a substitute at this time? I know that I get kind of caught up sometime in the study and I take, fail to take time maybe to probe your heart. But as I sit here and or stand here behind my pulpit week after week, day after day, and here on the Trailblazer broadcast, as I gaze out by faith upon my radio audience, I like to ask, are you saved? Do you have a substitute? Did you know the greatest thing that ever happens to a poor soul is to have a substitute? That's right, my friend. You need a substitute. You must have a substitute. You can't pay for your own sin debt. You cannot pay for your, sub, your sin debt, my friend. You can work your fingers to the bone. You can give all that you will. You can break your body to be burned. You can, you can cut yourself with knives. You can throw your children to the crocodiles. You can do whatever you want to. But none of that will provide you a substitute to save your soul. No, that ram there on the altar typified Jehovah Jesus on the cross as our substitute. There's, there was what my substitute, my friend. Oh, I, I, folks call me and write me and preach, accuse me of preaching <clears throat> doom and gloom <clears throat> and hell, fire and damnation religion. No, I don't do that. I bring you God's word. It says the soul that sinneth it shall die. It also tells me 
when the Lord called me, preach the gospel, go forth, rebuke and sin, reprove and sin, and, uh, and yet holding out hope. The greatest joy that any pastor ever has, my friend, is to hold out hope. Hope of, hope of you doing something to save yourself? Hope of something? No, sir. Hope that Christ died for sinners. That hope, that eternal hope that we have, I have here in my bosom. I have the hope. I'm nothing. I'm just a worm of the dust, just a poor old sinner saved by grace. But my hope is Christ. And we sing that song here. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, my friend. That's true. That old songwriter knew what he was talking about, didn't he? All other ground is sinking sand. But that ram there that was caught in the thicket, do you ever think, do you ever just stop and think uh, how the Lord provides? The Lord provided me. The Lord, I was, a, I was a poor old sinner in a church thinking I was saved. But the Lord provided the gospel that I might hear. He sent the pastor, a, a gracious God-saved pastor, into the area where I was living. And someone, he sent someone to invite me, to welcome me, to go out there to hear him. And while I was there, the Lord took the word home to my heart, and I saw that I didn't have anything. I was just a church member. Oh, I had just joined some church. Is that what you've done? Let me ask you, my friend. Let me take time here. Let me just take the rest of our time here and probe your heart. You may be as mad as a hornet. You may get mad at the old trailblazer, but don't do that, my friend. I'm, I'm pleading for your soul. I'm attempting to throw something in your path to, to, to keep you from going to hell. That's what I'm doing. Oh, have I ever told you that little story about the man over there somewhere in North Alabama one night? Came a big storm, the flood, and the man uh, took out his, his old lantern and went out the back to check the fences and check on the creek and those things. And he discovered that the trussle on the railroad track had washed out not far behind his house. And uh, he knew the train was coming. He knew the times and all of those things from hearing the, being there many years. And he saw that that trussle, the bridge, was washed out over that creek. So he began to run down the railroad track, trying to get to where he could stop the train. He ran and he ran and he ran, flinging his old lantern by the side of him. And uh, he could hear the whine of the wheels on the, on the track. Not long, he saw the light come around the curve. Big old light on the front of that train. And he knew it was impossible to, to, to flag him down. So what he did, he stood off on the side of the track got a good grip on the handle of his lantern and took put his good footing for his rubber boots. And he stood there and he timed his himself. And when that train comes zooming by, he crashed that lantern into that caboo, into that cabin there where the engineer was. Maybe he was asleep. I don't know. But when that lantern went in there and that glass shattered and that coal oil began to smell and maybe started a little fire, that old engineer knew something was dreadfully wrong and he got on that brake. Oh, he pulled on the brake, and he pulled on the brake, and he pulled on the brake. And just a few yards before he went off that trussle, that old train come to a screeching halt. My friend, he threw anything he had. He threw whatever he had in the path of that train to save that dozens and dozens of folks from going off into that creek and dying and going out into eternity. And that's what I'm doing here. The old trailblazer, that's what I'm doing my family, plenty, some of them are lost and going out into eternity, lost. I'm trying to throw something in their path. They may not like it. They may be like that engineer. They may be mad as a hornet from being woke up. 
with the coal oil in his face, but it doesn't matter to me. No, no, you don't offend me by cursing me. You curse the old trailblazer. It doesn't offend me. Oh, I hope you get so mad you'll turn to the Lord. You hope you get so mad you'll say, that old trailblazer knows what he's talking about. I'm on the road to hell. Let me see. Let me ask the Lord to, to, to give me grace to trust him. Oh, my friend, would you do that? If you're not saved, and I believe you know whether you're saved or not, if you don't, go in there to the mirror in the bathroom and look in that mirror and open your eyes real wide and say, am I saved? Do I know the Lord? Do I have a new heart? Did you know you'll get an answer back? Every time you'll get an answer back. Oh, that's right, my friend. Ask the Lord to show you whether you're saved or lost. And if you're lost, then I commend you unto the Lord. You can't save yourself. No, I can't save you. This work here can't save you. The old trailblazer broadcast can't save you. Your little local church down there on the corner can't save you. No use to run down there and join that thing. No, you need to come to Christ. You need to come to him as a poor old helpless sinner, just like that woman did with that issue of blood for 18 years. She came there crawling through the legs and crawling in the animal dung trying to get to the Lord because she knew if she got there, he'd save her. My friend, that's where sinners are saved, on the dung hill. On the beggars, the heap, my friend, day by day, crying, Lord, save me. Oh, you may be so proud you won't beg, but you will. You'll ask the Lord in sincerity, Lord, save me. I, I commend you to the Lord at this time. The old trailblazer is burdened for your soul. Would you, would you just stop and think about it? Remember, my mailing address is the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Well, I wish you would and help me with the broadcast. Send me $100, would you? Some of you old farmers up there in Wisconsin or Indiana or somewhere, uh, Cincinnati, reach back there and get $100 and send it to the old trailblazer. Until next time, goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. 